Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Miles Laboratories, makers of Alka-Seltzer, bring you another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Again, we invite you to listen to the transcribed adventures of Fibber McGee and Molly. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Our story will be underway in just a minute. This is Eleanor Engel. Friends, you may have thought of Alka-Seltzer only as something you take for an upset stomach. But actually, Alka-Seltzer is also an effective pain reliever. It can relieve a headache, say, or aching muscles so quickly and effectively you'll never want to be without it. That's why I always buy two packages, Eleanor. I put one in the bathroom medicine cabinet and I keep the other in the kitchen. And do you keep the four-tablet check on each bottle? I sure do. Even our youngsters know that little rhyme. When your tablets get down to four, that's the time to buy some more. Right. Some more speedy Alka-Seltzer at the drugstore. You never know when a headache may come along to spoil someone's fun. And depend on this. When it's relief for a headache you want, Alka-Seltzer does the job and does it quickly. Once you try it, you'll agree. There's nothing quite like speedy (laughs) Alka-Seltzer. Hello, Wistful Vista Elks Club. There's a meeting in progress. This is Pepper McGee speaking. Hello, dearie, it's me. Oh. What time do you want me to pick you up? Well, let me see. Wally Wimple is reading the treasury report right now, and then after that... They pass out the crying towel? Oh, not this time, Tootsie. No, sir. We got over 300 bucks in the cash box tonight. My goodness. Yeah, it's from our cancer fund drive, though. As soon as we turn that in, we'll be back to our customary $14.28 again, but us Elks get a kick out of holding it for a while. <laughs> I can imagine. What time do you want me to drive over? Oh, let's say about uh, 30 minutes, huh? Oh, will the meeting take that much longer? No, but there's a new guy visiting from one of our New York chapters that I want to get acquainted with him, Molly. Oh, from New York? Yeah, he's an investment banker back there. Real big shot. I haven't met him yet, but he's a very dignified-looking guy. Like the type you see in all them liver tonic ads. High class, huh? Yeah. So pick me up and say about 30 minutes. I'm a fast worker when it comes to making friends and impressing people. When Doc gambling around to sneer and crack wise. Isn't the doctor at the meeting? Yeah, but I got a plan how to get rid of old Doc. <laughs> I'm going to tell him Operator 23 called and has a long-distance call for him. And while he's trying to trace it... Oh, uh, the meeting's over now, kiddo. Here they come and... And you're in the investment banking business, did you say? That's right, doctor. Cromwell's the name. Harrison P. Cromwell. Is that the man? I can hear a voice. Yeah, that's right, Hutton. 400 shares of common or preferred. Doesn't matter. Use your own judgment. Huh? What are you talking... Oh, <laughs> I guess that's the man, huh? Yeah, right. Well, goodbye, Hutton. Bye, Mr. DuPont. Give my regards to General Motors. See you later. And so naturally, Cromwell, being an alert type of guy that I'm always watching for a sound investment, I, what's the matter? I was just wondering what's keeping Dr. Gamble. He offered to drive me back to my hotel. Oh, well, the good doctor has a long-distance call, operator 23. But uh, don't give it a thought. I and my wife will be glad to drive you. 
She'll be along any minute now. So, there you are, McGee, you... Uh, What's the trouble, Doctor? You look upset. I've been trying to run down a long-distance call for 20 minutes. And there wasn't any call for me at all. Our little grinning friend here fancies himself the king of the practical jokers. And if you'll stand aside a minute, I'll crown him. Now, 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 now. Put down that pool cue, Doc. (laughs) My gosh, can't you take a joke? Joke? Okay, so I pulled a number out of my hat and said Operator 23 has a call. It just so happens, funny man, that Operator 23 turns out to be an old girlfriend of mine from Greenville. What? Recognized my voice and said, Why, George, when did you get back from India? India? Were you in... No, she and her mother got so insistent about our future plans that I had to tell them something. <laughs> anyway, I got tired driving 80 miles every Saturday night for a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that's a dandy. <laughs> what a gag. <laughs> yeah, now she and her mother are going to drive in to see me Saturday night, and I'm right back where I started. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never dreamed it would turn out like this, Ducky. <laughs> That's funny. Mr. McGee really enjoys a practical joke, doesn't he? If it's on somebody else, yes. Oh, don't be such a sourpuss, Doc. I love a good joke, Cromwell, and I don't care who it's on. I dish it out, but by George, I can take it, too. At least I don't go beefing to somebody's wife when I fall asleep in a musicale and somebody ties my suspenders to the back of the chair like somebody did last summer to you. That was a brand new pair. Well, if that was me and somebody played a joke like that on me, I wouldn't go crying to Molly and... You you smell smoke? I smell smoke. No, I don't smell it. Hey, this newspaper! Right under my feet! It's on fire! My word! Stomp it out quick! Yeah! There. How could that catch fire? My gosh, somebody put chewing gum on it! Hey, it's stuck to my shoe! Both shoes! Hey, it's quick! Grab a water bucket, somebody! Doc, get the pitcher of water off the I table! I got it! <laughs> Oh, is that soggy all over my pants legs. <laughs> you told me to grab the water. <laughs> That's the best laugh I've had all evening, McGee. You hopping around on one foot with that burning newspaper. <laughs> that was a cheap, dirty, low-down trick. Setting fire to that. Hey, wait a minute. You couldn't have did that, Doc. I was talking to you. And when that thing started... <laughs> well, I'll be... You! Cromwell, a dignified New York investment banker, of all the cheap, dirty, you can't trust anybody these days, a fellow elk, too. In a moment, we'll return to Fibber McGee and Molly. Mother, I know you want to give your children every possible advantage. I've never met a good mother who didn't. So you probably know your children must have enough vitamins to maintain normal growth and development, to keep alert and energetic as they should be. Now, your meals, no matter how well planned, may not always contain enough vitamins, because vitamins have a way of getting lost in cooking and processing of food. Well, that's why so many mothers buy one-a-day brand multiple vitamin tablets, to fortify their meals. You see, one-a-day brand multiple vitamins supply all the vitamins children and adults normally need to take. The youngsters like taking them, too, because one-a-day brand multiple vitamins are small and smooth-coated, so they're easy to swallow, and they leave no aftertaste. There's no strain on the family budget, either. You can buy this protection for less than three cents a tablet. So, protect your family from vitamin shortage. Fortify your meals with one-a-day brand multiple vitamin tablets. 
Sold at drugstores everywhere. Very funny. Very funny, Mr. Cromwell. Very funny. Pretty cheap, soggy trick, if you ask me. I thought you said you could take it. Oh, I can. Yeah. But my gosh, putting the guy's life in danger by practically setting fire to his pants legs. Look at me. I'm sopping wet. You've been all wet for years, crybaby. Uh, <laughs> Maybe this will teach you a little lesson. Come on, Mr. Cromwell. Shall we go? Yes. Well, it's been a real pleasure meeting you, McGee. Yes. I haven't pulled that stuff in. Good night, Drippy. Wait till I tell this at the next meeting, Cromwell. The boys will love to hear it. That's smart, Alec. Thinks he can pull a dirty trick like that and just walk out of my life, does he? I'll show that old buzzard. One dirty trick deserves another, and his turn is coming right now. We'll see who does what the who. Hello, operator. Give me the police. It's an emergency. Yeah. McGee, I'm here. McGee, who are you phoning? Here I am, dearie. Just a minute, kiddo. Hello, police department? This is Wimp, uh, Wallace Wimple. At the Elks Club. What, McGee? What are you doing? Yes. I'm acting treasurer here, officer, and I was about to go home when I discovered our cash box is empty. McGee? Shh. Yes. Over $300. Cancer fund money. All gone. Heavenly days. Well, the only stranger around here was an old buzzard, uh, a, a man, a man from New York. Yeah. Says he's a fellow elk, but he acts so sneaky, I'm sure he was the one. McGee, what's going on? Is this a joke? Or... His name is Cromwell, officer. Harrison P. Cromwell. And he's registered at the Ritz Vista Hotel. You better hurry, because he's leaving for Chicago tonight, and I gotta hang up now and go home. So grab him. All right, all right. Take off those wet shoes and put on your bedroom slippers. They're there under the Davenport. Thanks. That was a nasty trick of that, Mr. Cromwell, but I still say you went a little too far with that phone call, having the police hunt the man down like a criminal. Well, that'll serve him right. Imagine setting fire to a guy... I'll get it. 79 Wistful Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Uh, hello, Mrs. McGee. Uh, this is Wallace Wimple. Oh? I just got a baffling call from the police. I beg your pardon? Who is it? Mr. Wimple. He says, oh, for goodness sakes. That's right. You told him it was he calling, and now they're probably angry at him because he... I'll talk to him. Hello, Wimp? Uh, Mr. McGee? Yeah? I just got a baffling call from the police. I know. I'm sorry about that, Wimp. But you see... They said that they've got my man down at the station house, and to come down and identify him. They did? <laughs> oh, boy. I'd like to see the look on his face. Said something about how they broke into his hotel room found $300 in $20 bills on him, just the way I had it in the cash box. Yeah, well, you see... What? And I just looked in the cash box, and all I've got is one $20 bill, and the rest is old pieces of newspaper. He must have made the switch while he was admiring my necktie. You mean... Yes. He's no more Brother Elk than a skunk. They also found membership cards to 30 other organizations in his suitcase... Masonic ring and a Shriner's cap. He travels around doing this to everybody. Well, I'll be a... <laughs> I don't know how the police found out, but I'm certainly grateful because that was cancer fund money and they need it more... Yeah, than... well, I'll tell you how it happened, Wimp. Look, you call Doc Gamble and some of the guys and I'll meet you down at the police station and explain the whole thing. 
I didn't trust this guy from the start. <laughs> Your friends have more to say to you presently. Well, I suppose it's no news that cold-catching weather is upon us. And if you are feeling the unpleasant effects of cold discomforts, and you don't know about Tabson, then here is really good news for you. Tabson, T-A-B-C-I-N, can help you. Yes, Tabson can relieve the sniffles, sneezes, watery eyes, feverish feeling, headache, and general aches and pains. What's more, you can take Tabson at any stage of a cold. You'll be delighted with the wonderful way Tabson brings relief in colds. Buy some at your drugstore in the bright red package. That's Tabson. Well, when the guy left with you, Doc, I just let him go so he wouldn't get suspicious and think I was on to him. You following this okay, fellas? Oh, certainly, Mr. McGee. Go ahead, McGee. Well, sir, then I hopped on the phone, called the cops, and gave them the lowdown. Only I used Wimp's name instead of mine so the cops wouldn't think it was a practical joke, see? They know me down here. Oh, isn't that clever? You thought of everything. Just about. Terrific. How about that, Kramer? Smart thinking, huh? Great. You know, McGee, you deserve an award for this. Oh, heck, it was just my duty. No, 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 no. We all talked it over on the way down here, and we think you deserve an award. Yes, and here it is, Mr. McGee. Well, I... Oh, my. Oh, a big blue ribbon. Off around my neck. And a big white button hanging from it says... Let me see. It says, Liar's Award, First Class. What? <laughs> oh, oh, now, look, fellas, you got me wrong. <laughs> well, now, McGee, you won it fair and square. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Oh, that isn't it. So long, everybody. See you later. Fibber, McGee, and Molly, transcribed, is brought to you Mondays through Fridays at this time by Miles Laboratories, makers of Alka-Seltzer. The old-timer is played by Bill Thompson and Dr. Gamble by Arthur Q. Bryant. Will Wright with Mr. Cromwell. Be with us again tomorrow, won't you? This is John Wall saying goodbye for now. Weekdays follow the story of Pepper Young's family on most NBC radio stations.